Sports Nation. Big time week beginning with basketball. The Cougars prepare for the beach. What do we really know, though, about BYU hoops after two exhibitions? I know this. Kyle Collinsworth is back. Plus, blackout week for BYU football. ESPN's Trevor Maddich live to preview the Cougs and make sense of a wild weekend in college football. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Holler! BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, November 10th, we're back to work. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Eiffel 65's number one fan, Jerem Jordan. What's Eiffel 65? I'm a... blue dabba Oh, that's who sings that? That's the name. <laughs> if I was green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. Eiffel 65, man. See, I knew Eiffel it. 65. Do you know where they're from? Italy. I didn't know that either until I looked it up I knew they morning. were foreign because it was... Hey, what Couldn't a, understand. What a weekend. We asked everyone on Friday, what the heck are you going to do during BYU football's bye week? There was a ton Watch going on. Football. Watch college football. I went and saw the movie Big Hero 6, mm-hmm. my new favorite Disney movie. Wow. Wow. How? Really? Just Come see on. it. It's awesome. Over Toy Story or yes. Cars or yes. Lion King or... Yes. I saw it on my mission. Procurando Nemo. Uh, yes. <laughs> Baymax. Okay. The robot's name is Baymax, and he is awesome. I am Baymax. No, yeah, I've, just, seen all, I've seen all the trailers. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> it outsold Interstellar. How does that happen? Because it's great. That's what happens. No, but people find out it's great, and then they get like, be, oh, because it's Pixar. Interesting. I think it's the Matthew McConaughey factor. We learned a... Uh... If, if it had been Leonardo DiCaprio in Interstellar, <laughs> Interstellar would have outsold mm. Big Hero 6. He's turning 40. Did you know that, Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, my gosh. Who cares? Yeah, what? <laughs> no, it would have been like Inception or, you know, Christian Bale with The Dark Knight. Or- Inception. One man, one movie outsold by a kid's movie. Tony, Last weekend. Big Hero 6, man. I'm, well, I'll go see it. I don't know if I'll go see that in theaters, though. Oh, Jerem, you need to. Please. No, no, no. Interstellar is like, I'm in space. Like, poof, turn off the lights. Let me see a big theater. Big Hero 6, like, I can watch that on my TV. It's the same effect. It's like, no. it's an no, animated it's not. film. it's not. I'm telling you, it's not. You need okay. to see it in the theater. Take right. my word for it. Please, we, we, trust me. I need someone I to trust babysit. That dude. Yes, thank you, Taysom. We, we miss you so much. <laughs> I, I need someone to babysit Venna, then. I will babysit your baby for you. You can bring Venna to my house oh. so that you. I, that's. And I'll go to Lehigh. I'll go to Thanksgiving awesome. Point. This is fantastic. Okay, awesome. Oh, okay, I'm glad we figured Deal. this out. Hey, Deal. when does the show start, by the I way? I don't Has know. Has it begun already? Did you watch college football over the weekend? Uh, that's all I did, basically. Holy cow. What a weekend. Four of the top 10 awesome. teams lose. Oh, it was awesome. Maybe a fish. Kalen Clay's my favorite player ever now. <laughs> He's the man. The play. Here's the thing for Utah fans. Here's, here's what's unfortunate if you're a Utah fan. You're going to have to relive. Right there. You're going to have to relive the Kalen Clay play for Forever. weeks and weeks and weeks on the Sports Center, not top ten, because there's nothing that's going to beat that. Forever. I would feel bad for him, but he goes to Utah, oh. so I don't. If you missed it, he dropped the ball on the one if yard line. It. Early celebration. I know 99.9 percent of you have seen this. He drops the ball in an early celebration on the one yard line. <laughs> Utah's celebrating in the end zone. 
an organ player kind of looks at the referee because the referee's still like eyeing the ball because it's live. Oh, okay. That is the greatest Pac-12 ref ever. They get a bad rap for a good reason. That ref actually made a fantastic. He threw his hat down on the field, on which signifies oh. a fumble. Organ players are like, "Oh man, th- this is a live ball." They pick it up, run a hundred yards the other way, and it's a seven to seven game. Unbelievable. Utah's not winning that game if they score that touchdown. Like, Oregon is uh, an avalanche just waiting to crush you on offense. The energy is high, if you couldn't tell. And for a big week of BYU sports, basketball season opener, football blackout. I love hoops. Soccer in the NCAA tournament, volleyball with a chance to take another step towards a West Coast Conference title. It's a big week for BYU sports. Racquetball's probably playing. Who knows? It's a very exciting week. Friday, got hoops. Saturday, UNIV. It's going to be awesome. Selection Monday. It's Selection Monday for the women's soccer team. 4.30 Eastern time, NCAA.com. They will find out where they go. And we think because they lost to Pepperdine, based on what Annie Amos told us last week, on BYU Sports Nation, they will not host a game Ooh. because their RPI is low. More the, on that later. The conference champions not hosting a game. That, they, that's they, the world that we live in. They lost the biggest game in conference play, unfortunately. They won the conference, but they needed that game to host. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question, so which wh- is... What are you more excited for this week in BYU Sports? BYU football versus UNLV, basketball versus Long Beach State, other. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We just laid it all out. What are you most excited about? Respond using the hashtag BYUS. I'm most excited about Mississippi State at Alabama. That's going to be awesome in addition to this. Mississippi State still has to play at Alabama and at Mississippi, the number one team in America. You they deserve it. to be there. you got to earn it in the SEC. <laughs> if man. they're going to be in, in the playoff. Ain't no Marshall. First tweet in from at underscore J Ray 4. Basketball should be the better game, but football is wearing the blackout jersey, so football takes it. Oh, it's going to be a great weekend. If I have to pick one, I'll, I'll go with hoops. I'm still That doesn't mean I'm not excited about the football game. The blackout's going to be fun. But it's UNLV. BYU should win this game by 20-plus. 17-plus. We'll ask ESPN's Trevor Maddich Everyone's what like, BYU football has to do to create excitement and what he thinks about the black jerseys. Everyone right now, because I said 17-plus, is like, no, it's going to be close! No, it won't. no, it's not. You know, be come on. Snow in the forecast. I just by had the way. a conversation with myself, by the way. Snow in the <laughs> forecast. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, good thing I'm in the building. BYU you're, you're Sports not. Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Bring on the beach. Blocked by Nixon. This is Fisher. The perfect. Uh, that was awesome. Frank Bartley and Kyle Collinsworth both got dunks. BYU basketball opens the new season officially on Friday when the Cougars host the 49ers of Long Beach State. What do we know after an inter-squad scrimmage and two exhibitions? I'll start with this. The defense is noticeably more intense, which is an improvement for sure. I mean, the first thing I noticed was, wow, the on-ball pressure is, like, poignant. They're making them run their offense near the half-court line. That's new. That's new. And I loved what I saw. Listen to this. On Saturday, in the final exhibition against Seattle Pacific, the Falcons shot 22% in the second half. They were tired on offense. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 14, BYU held the Seattle Supersonics to just 14 second-half points. (laughs) They oh, wait, might. I'm seeing a note here. It's Seattle Pacific. They might as well be oh, the Oh, it's just Seattle Pacific? What's the big deal, then? 
No, I, okay, I'm with you that we saw some good things from BYU, but it was an exhibition, man. That's like saying, you remember that fall camp uh, ex, uh, scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium where Taysom Hill and the offense struggled? And it was like, oh, oh my gosh. It's one exhibition. Like, that's a great step. BYU certainly has to play better defense. It was Seattle Pacific. Calm the heck Nobody down, Nobody cares. Bro. Nobody cares. Do you cares. know anything about Seattle Pacific? Who cares? I, you know, that, yeah, I watched the game, dude. I know everything you know about the game. They're okay. a D2 team. Who cares? They beat Arizona in the McHale Center last year. They have five wins against Division I teams since 2000. They play BYU like, one like divi- 150. They play like one Division I team each year. Listen. They listen. are North Blue Dakota State. Blue They're North Dakota alert. State Blue in football. Alert. Should I wear them Blue for you? Oh, BYU Throw them on, man. Like their defense unbelievable. Oh Do you gosh, think North Dakota State's a good football team? Yeah, it's very different. North Dakota State and Seattle Pacific are not. Did they win the last couple national championships for D2 or just go to the tournament? They have been to 10 straight tournaments. They just went to the tournament. Listen, listen. Won 26 the, games last year. They're open, a good team. Open your, open your mind up. <laughs> you're looking at one exhibition, dude, like the second half, man. You're right. I'm comparing it to the other exhibition Any, that I saw. Anything that happens in the exhibition, anything, pull back the reins, anything, great or terrible, pull it back. It's an exhibition. 14 not points game, in the second half. Not a game. It's still a game. 14 no, points not. in the second BYU half. BYU has not played a game in basketball in the regular season. That was an exhibition. Look, BYU's defense is better. I agree with you. This is a good step. This is a good sign, an indication, not an actual thing, an indication that the defense will be better. That's where BYU struggled. They were bottom 30 out of 350 teams in the NCAA. If the defense is better, BYU wins a couple more games. I'm with you. But calm the heck down with, they played one great game against Seattle Pacific. Oh, my gosh. They played great. I'm not denying that. Six points. They gave up six points in the last 14 minutes. That's a good sign. It's a fantastic sign. Should BYU do that kind of stuff in exhibition games at home? Yes. And if they do that in exhibition games at home, there's a good chance that they can carry that over against better teams. They might not hold better teams to so six points freak in 14 out when minutes. when that actually happens. Oh, and I will. And I will freak out when that happens. Oh, Seattle Pacific! Just like I freaked I out when I, BYU made the tournament last year. I want and with the second, you thought <laughs> the secondary would be one of the best in BYU history. I as said well. could be. I said could be. Oh, okay. Wait. Can you project nice injuries? Can you project injuries? Uh, Craig Bill, yeah, Craig Bills and Jordan. It was before that. Before Craig Bills got concussed, they were four and zero. They were four and zero before Craig Bills and Jordan Johnson were out. And how was the secondary doing? They weren't doing that well, were they? They were still winning. They weren't. One, they weren't one of the best in BYU history. I said they could be. I know. But listen, just. Perspective, dude. You're looking at one <laughs> stinking game. I don't care if PYU plays the greatest game of their lives on Friday. It's one stinking No, I game. know that. I'm looking celebrate at BYU's practices. Celebrate the little practices. things, yes. But I celebrate the big things more than the little things. I'm looking at BYU's practices and their inter-squad scrimmage and their other exhibition game. i telling you the defense so tell me something. is better. Tell me Okay. It's better. And that will make yeah, up. I agree with you. make a huge difference because you're trying to replace Matt Carlino and Eric Mika. If your defense is better... And you get Chase Fisher. I mean, things for me are better than they were last year. I have uh, on defense. I still have questions on offense. Like, can BYU replace the twenty-five points that Carlino and Mika came up? with? I think BYU is better on defense because they're trying harder. I think they have more of an emphasis. So naturally, they should be better. If they're not, there's a real problem. BYU's trying harder. You're right. The on-ball pressure was better. Uh, help side defense was better. I think re- BYU rebounds the basketball well. Corbin Kafusi is a rim protector. BYU is missing its best rebounder, though, Nate Austin. Once he comes back from a back injury, and hopefully he's all right and this doesn't nag him all year, 
Now you're talking. Now you're an even better defensive team. But to make a big deal from one exhibition half, calm down, brother. You know why else I'm excited? Kyle Collinsworth is back. Kyle Collinsworth, eight months. Eight months after he went out with a season-ending ACL injury in the West Coast Conference Championship game, is back playing basketball full speed. Fantastic. 13 minutes, one of five shooting. So, yeah. Some rust for sure. Four assists, three rebounds, couple of steals. I just want to see him out there. I don't care what Had he did. Had a dunk. But his comp- the confidence he brings to the floor that his teammates take from him is enormous. Like That's huge. You can't put a price on that. Six foot six point guard. I mean, he's skilled too. Like He has NBA potential. I don't know if it's after this year, if he had a great year. I mean, a year off in ACL, that's going to be tough. The guy has a shot to play in the league. He's one of two players in all of college basketball all of college basketball, to be in the top 100 in rebounds, steals, and assists. Oh, that screams versatility. So it it was good that he got in that game, and he was limited, and he will be limited for the next who knows how long. But it's good that he's back in the mix. BYU needs Nate Austin back, too. They really do. Eight rebounds a game. He's going to become the all-time leading rebounder in offensive boards at BYU. That's a weapon. Chase Fisher, 21 points, 9 of 13. The dude became a team captain before he even played for BYU in an exhibition game. It was good to see Fisher go off. BYU needs Chase Fisher if they're going to be better than last year. That's so you a, talk about replacing the 25 points from Meek and Carlino. Chase Fisher certainly factors in that. Hopefully he's a 13 to 17 point game guy, and then the sum of the parts on the bench makes up for the rest. Because Corbin Kafusi is really raw on offense. Like Any expectation for him to be like dominant on offense I think is a little exaggerated. He is, you can control defense better. Rim protector, he can rebound, hopefully stays out of foul trouble. That's good. I don't know that he's the starter at the five right away. That's right. I don't think he starts. But that's good. So can, can, you, can BYU be better than last year? That's the real question. They've got some weapons. I yes. still have the major problem for me still. Who's going to score on the inside? You do not have a low post score. You're going to have to penetrate the ball and get to the rim. And that is led by Kyle Collinsworth. And that's going to take a little while. How much did they score in the post last year? You would get to me. You at least got to Mika with spacing. 12, what did he average? 12.8, I think, points per game. Most of BYU's Certain points games, came like, on the perimeter. Cert- yeah, and that's the way the offense is set up. I'm saying for spacing, it's this dribble handoff thing and whatnot. You've got to penetrate the ball. You do that through two ways, Dave Rose tells us, through the pass or the dribble. BYU has enough offensive talent to get to the basket and create easy buckets inside for Corbin Kafusi and for Nate Austin and for Isaac Nielsen. I didn't see enough in the two exhibitions to make me uber confident in that quite yet. I need to see better play there. It'll be good to get... Nate Austin back in the rotation. We don't know when that's going to happen. They're hoping Friday. He's hoping. He told me he is hoping to play on Friday. That is the hope. Limited minutes if he does play against Long Beach State. What are you more excited for this week in BYU sports? Is it basketball against Long Beach State on Friday night, the season opener in the Marriott Center? Or is it BYU football back to work against UNLV with the blackout? Maybe you think it's something else. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's get a few tweets in. At Alexandra Stads, neither. BYU women's volleyball, it's senior night, and they're playing San Diego. Discovered by the Germans. They're ranked number 14. Probably will jump up uh, after a, a sweep of a pretty good Pacific team on Saturday. Yeah, they're, they're headed for uh, potentially hosting a regional in the NCAA tournament. Here's the situation with volleyball. Four regular season games left. They're up two games in the WCC, and they have... 
some tiebreakers. So if they win three, outright conference title. If they win two, at least a tie. Awesome. Yeah, another one. And this Friday, depending on it depends on if soccer has a home game or not. Could be on BYU TV. So at, we'll see. At Matt Bidstrup. Stoked to watch Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Haas start an exciting year of basketball this week. We'll get to watch a real game on Friday. Now we're talking, okay? Exhibitions, like, oh, that's cute. That's the primary program, right? Here's the Let's thing, see a though. real choir Here's the thing. sing. You know what I mean? BYU. I love the primary program, but like, I want to see the Motab sing. Seattle Pacific is better than some of the Division One teams that BYU will play. I don't care. It's so, Seattle Pacific, and it didn't count. I don't even care who you play. It did not count. <laughs> The lights didn't even turn on. Also That's trending how much in it didn't matter. Sports Nation. Women's Soccer Jaron mentioned awaiting their tournament destination. Selection Monday, 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time on NCAA.com. The soccer team will be in-house at BYU Broadcasting to find out who and where they'll play. Kyle Van Noy played in his first NFL game yesterday, had a couple of tackles, was in on 17 special team snaps and a couple of uh, defensive snaps. Ziggy Ansah, his teammate, was a beast. Six solo tackles, forced fumble as well. He's good at football. That he is. Hashtag analysis. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN's Trevor Maddich joins us. What does he think about the blackout uniforms and the wild weekend of college football? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Monday from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. This Friday, the men's basketball season starts on BYU TV. The Cougars and Long Beach State Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Mountain time. That's kind of a special time. Check that out this Friday, 7 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Countdown to the beach. It's going to be awesome. Or something like Hoops that, right? begins. What are you more excited for within BYU Sports Nation? Football against UNLV on Saturday, the blackout game, or the home opener for BYU basketball against Long Beach State. Maybe there's something else. Women's soccer in the NCAA tournament. Use the hashtag BYUSN. team might be in action. Who knows? Oh, stop. But, uh, but for real, are they? I, I don't know. They win national <laughs> championships. I know they, that. They do do that. Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation, as he does every Monday, Trevor Maddich, ESPN College Football Insider and former BYU National Champion. Trevor, we're going to try and make sense of a wild weekend of college football. But first, BYU football coming off a of bye week, so not a ton of new information or analysis because obviously the Cougars didn't play. However, we do want to ask you this. What has to happen to create some serious excitement about BYU football again within the BYU fan base? Uh, I don't know, maybe green jello day. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if carrots. they can't get excited, if the fans can't get excited for a BYU home game, a blackout, all that, then what do they want to be excited about? Now, I understand that BYU lost those four games. That's terrible. That, that dampens inci- excitement. But if you're excited for the program, then this is another opportunity to win a game. It's an opportunity to get bowl eligible. Like you said, go to the Miami Beach Bowl, which is kind of awesome. Uh, but if you can't get excited about that because BYU is not competing for a national championship anymore this year, then fine. Bring, have green jello day. Have covered dish day. Do something to get yourself <laughs> excited. Just wear black, show up, and yell loud. Make sure that there are shredded carrots on that jello, however. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's well, not really Well, the key Utah is to be jello. able to mix them so that they are evenly spaced within the jello. Now, that, <laughs> mm. that is what a master can do. I had not thought about uh, carrot, shredded carrot leveling. That's really what Trevor Maddish brings to the table. Uh, Trevor. Did you ever wear alternate jerseys in a game? Did you guys ever do that or want to do that? No, we never considered it. But I'll tell you this. I love the BYU blackout uniforms. Love, 
love, love them. Just love them. And the thing is, I, I probably wouldn't be the first guy to be all thrilled about wearing an alternative uniform. But if it's cool, then I'd be okay with it. Some guys, especially nowadays, since everything's so much about image and they want to they post pictures of themselves in their uniform on Instagram and all that, that matters to them now. It matters to recruits now. And so really to keep up, it's important to do things like that. And some alternative jerseys and uniforms are just terrible. But BYU's blackout going with that blue, man, that looks beautiful. Not sure. Got a win in them now. Yeah, exactly. Not sure if you saw this, but BYU had a dance off on Friday at practice. Uh, that was the most exciting thing of the bye week, to be honest. What did you guys ever have a dance off or anything like that? You know, I, if if it happened, I wasn't informed of it because people understood that that I wouldn't be the guy to dance. I would just be <laughs> in the audience. Uh, the, I mean, the, the thing is, it's good to do things that break things up. Sometimes, you know, you'll have a team softball game or kickball game. Sometimes you'll, you know, start practice, go through warm-ups, and then say, everybody go shower up, we're going to see a movie. You know, something, anything different to break up the, the routine, especially when there have been so many frustrations. And so the fact that they, I haven't seen video of the dance-off, I hope somebody you. there actually represented well, but I like the idea. Trevor Maddich of ESPN on BYU Sports Nation. Last week, Trevor, Jeff Benedict of Sports Illustrated and a, an award-winning author released an article called 10,000 Spirals about Steve Young and his ascension to becoming the great quarterback that he is. And he referenced an experience through Steve in a biographical state saying that Bart Oates and Trevor Maddich were, when you first saw Steve, you were kind of like, oh boy, this, this guy stinks. Can you talk about... If you've ever seen anything like Steve Young coming from where he was when he got to BYU to now the quarterback that uh, is in the Hall of Fame, have you ever seen anything like that? Not really. I mean, Steve, early in his, in his career at BYU, could throw the ball through a wall. The problem is you never knew which wall he'd throw it to, through. <laughs> you know, he could be standing heard, inside yeah. of a barn, and you wouldn't know which wall the ball would hit. And, and yet they wanted him to play defensive back. They wanted him running back. They wanted to move him to a position that they thought he could play. And he was like, what, sixth string, sixth at some point. Uh, but it was his dream to play quarterback, and so he stuck with it. And what he did was he learned how to do the things that he didn't do well. The first one was to be able to identify and hit the ball or the wall that he was supposed to hit. So his accuracy improved, and he worked hard on that. He worked hard on the craft of being a quarterback. And I think if you go past BYU into the NFL, he did things with the 49ers that even Joe Montana was not able to do, like be the highest passer rated in, in the NFL for two or three years in a row, something that Montana never did. These are things that go beyond overpowering a defender with your physical ability into the craft of quarterbacking. And when Steve was looking uphill at you know half a dozen guys ahead of him on the depth chart, being told and even pressured to change positions, he knew what he needed to do to get to the top of that mountain. He identified those things, and he attacked them one by one. And I think that that is a great example for other people, not just in football, but in anything that you want to get done. Follow Steve's path, because it's a success principle, not just in sports, but in anything. Let's switch gears and talk uh, national landscape right now as the, uh, the college football playoff. We get closer and closer to that. Who's in your top four now after the shakeup over the weekend? Well, I've got number one still Mississippi State. Number two, Alabama. Mm. Number three, Oregon. 
number four, Ohio State. Wow. So if the playoff oh. ended today, and we did not factor in conference championships because that won't be factored in until the end, right. then right. that but would right be now. my playoff right now. Okay, how about, how about at the end of the year? Because that's a different question. Who do, you, who do you think actually makes the playoff? Well, at the end of the year, we'll have, we'll have conference champions factored in. And so I don't expect two SEC teams to make it. Now, it's possible, really? but I don't expect it. And I expect either Baylor or TCU to make it in in lieu of the second SEC team. Uh, the reason is that you know I, I believe that the regular season is a playoff. And if you don't win your own conference, it's because you lost a critical game somewhere along the way. And if other Power 5 champions only have one loss, if things are relatively equal from that standpoint, I would not elevate a one-loss SEC runner-up over a one-loss Power 5 championship. I would value that championship more. Even if I thought that that runner-up was a better football team. I think we've got to be very careful. I think the committee needs to be careful to not just say, well, who were the best four teams? Go back to 2010. Alabama had probably Nick Saban's most talented team in 2010. But they lost three regular season games, and Auburn went on to win the national championship. Well, at the end of that season, would a selection committee put that Alabama team into the playoff even with three losses because clearly they're the best team? They just messed up a few times? No. The regular season has to matter. And so at the end of the season, you know, I would give heavy weight to a conference champion over a runner-up with one loss. ESPN's Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation. Follow him on the Twitter machine, at T Maddich. All right, Trevor, I'm noticing uh, something within your top four right now. No Florida State, the defending national champions, defending Heisman Trophy winner Jameis Winston. Why no Florida State? Well, I, I thought they probably should be in the top four. They're undefeated. They're only one of two undefeated Power Five teams with Mississippi State. But then I made a mistake. I watched the tape. <laughs> and when I watched the tape, Florida State doesn't look like a top four team. I've got them actually at number, well, I'm going to think where I'll put them. I might put them at number five. We'll see. But not top four. Because on tape, Florida State looks like a team with an all-timer of a quarterback-to-receiver combination and Jameis Winston to Rashad Green. And the other guys don't look like a top-ten bunch. They don't execute like a top-ten bunch. I mean, they're very talented, but you've got to execute. Florida State makes the same kinds of mistakes that you see in ordinary average college football teams in terms of missed assignments, missed uh, tackles, poor technique, not finishing plays. Not all the time, but just the typical things that you see 19- and 20-year-olds who play our game do on a regular basis. And so because of that, I don't have Florida State in my top four. I mean, right now they're number two uh, pending tonight's playoff committee release, but I have them outside of that top four because of that. Now, for Florida State fans that are upset about it, let me give you some backup here. Florida State, their defense is ranked seventh in the ACC. ACC, the worst Power Five conference, in my opinion. Seventh on defense in points allowed and yards per rush allowed. They are 12th in the ACC in sacks, one of the worst. That's average. On the offensive side, Florida State's running game is eighth in yards per carry. That's average. But they're first in passing and first in points scored because of Jameis to Green. And so because of that, I don't have them at two. Or three or four. I have them outside of that group. True or false, TCU is better than Florida State. True. Wow. How about Baylor? 
Uh, that's a tougher one because I, I wonder about Baylor's secondary being able to stop Florida State. Mm-hmm. I would still put Florida State ahead of Baylor right now. There were a lot of great games over the weekend. Had a lot of fun watching those Saturday night. Which was the biggest surprise to you of all the games from Saturday, Trevor? Well, the biggest surprise, well, the biggest surprise was Ohio State going in and manhandling Michigan State. I was worried about Ohio State's secondary being able to handle Michigan State's passing game, which is the best in the Big Ten, with Connor Cook and his receiver, especially Tony Lippett. Because Ohio State this year was one of the best pass defenses statistically. But they only played one passing offense with a pulse, and that's Cincinnati. And Ohio State got torched in that game through the air. So I I was worried that Ohio State would not be able to handle a legitimate really good national class passing attack like Michigan State has. Well, they did. They they were able to limit that passing attack. And then freshman quarterback JT Barrett for Ohio State outplayed senior for Michigan State Connor Cook. And it seemed like the entire team on both sides of the ball finally came together and played a complete game against Michigan State on the road. And that to me, you know, is 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 a fantastic game for Ohio State fans, and it was a surprise that they put it together so completely against such a good team that the Spartans were. Trevor, you've been hanging out in SEC country for the past few weeks, uh, touring with ESPN Radio, and uh, we have a very important question now. Did you get some gumbo or any other good local food, and did anybody take it from you this week? All right. Last week at Ole Miss, someone took my gumbo. We were doing the radio show. I saw seafood gumbo in the back. There was a bowl with my name on it. And when I turned around during the commercial, it was gone. I did not see who the thief was. Mm. Well, this time we're at Baton Rouge. And by the way, Baton Rouge is, is a well-kept secret in terms of awesome food because people think all the good cooking's in New Orleans. Uh-uh. Baton Rouge is every bit of New Orleans. The tailgating there is fantastic. So... The answer here is nobody stole my tailgate. We have barbecue. <laughs> and if anybody would have taken my barbecue in Baton Rouge, I would have enjoyed eating the barbecue and the thief. <laughs> I just would have. I just would have, I just would have tore them up. That's what would have happened. College football so fortunately, they realized that and nobody took it. Uh, I want to go back to the uh, playoff question. Is there, is there a team that we're not talking about that could make the playoff? Well, right now, the, te- the only team that we're not talking about that, that is in range. Well, I don't know that people are talking about Ohio State being in range, by the way, because they sit at number 14 right now, and people think that because they lost to Virginia Tech in the second game of the season and because Virginia Tech after that fell off the map, people are saying that Ohio State, with that bad loss, won't be able to get in. But I think the selection committee should use their brains instead of their computer screens and spreadsheets when it comes to this. But they play because Minnesota, Indiana, and Michigan. They don't have a game, right, that pops. They, they might match up with Michigan State again, right? Uh, in the Big no, Ten Michigan State, no, Michigan State's in their division, so they might match up with Nebraska. That would be the best-case scenario. Nebraska only has one loss so far in the Big Ten Championship there game. But the thing is, it was a perfect storm, that game against, against Virginia Tech. They had just a week and a half before the season, they lost their, their bell cow, Heisman candidate quarterback Braxton Miller. Mm-hmm. Freshman J.T. Barrett, who was third string on the depth chart starting in camp, ended up being the starter. And against Virginia Tech, they were and still are 
one of the best teams in the nation in generating sacks and tackles for loss. Ohio State also had four new offensive linemen they were breaking in. And so that was just a perfect storm in a terrible situation. And I don't think Virginia Tech comes within two touchdowns of Ohio State if they played again now because the Buckeyes are a completely different team, especially on offense now, than they were back then. So, you know, I don't think that they should be downgraded as much as other people think because of that Virginia Tech loss. But I think that when you talk about teams that aren't being talked about for the, the playoff, I think Ohio State will not get a fair chance because I, I, I worry that the committee will not take into account the non-spreadsheet, non-metric factors to that Virginia Tech loss. Don't take his barbecue. Don't question his green jello expertise and support the black uniforms. Trevor Maddich of ESPN on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for the time, Trevor. You're very welcome. You're right about that green jello. That listen, green jello. I don't get very much. They don't even know it exists in the SEC. It's a well kept secret, and I'm starving for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, if you love the green jello, why hide from it? I love all jello. I don't particularly like the shredded carrots, but Trevor makes a point. You can't stack them. Yeah, when did that become a thing? The the carrots in the uh, green jello. In 1847, this is the place. I never had that growing up, though. I just had fruit in jello. Like, I don't think I've ever, ever had one time carrots in you never, jello. You never went to a steak dance then, apparently. <laughs> oh, I went to plenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> you heard. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've tweeted the video of you doing in sync, oh, man. Well, it's not at a steak dance. Might as well have been, though. Good grief. Nothing screams steak dance like in sync to me. Up next on BYU Sports Station, we reset today's trending topics. It's a huge week for BYU. We'll tell you why. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. That's what it is. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Every Linton Tuesday and Jaron Jordan. will give you the biz. In Radio Vision. Spencer Linton, Spencer <laughs> Linton, Spencer. It's if you about- haven't seen this, we gotta, we got to resurrect this. If you haven't seen this... <laughs> There's, a, there's some dude named Spencer Linton. I think he played high school basketball in Indiana. Yep. There's a YouTube video that's like, it's black and yellow, black and It's that song, but it's about the Spencer Linton guy. Yes. I'll tweet it out in a minute. I'll tweet it out in a minute. It's so funny. I had one, one of my buddies send me a ringtone featuring that. <laughs> <laughs> give, give people a taste of what that sounds like. Yeah. The, the, shout the out to you, Joel. The lyrics. Thanks for that. What are the lyrics? Oh, it's... Uh, Oh, now, now that Every I'm on Tuesday the spot, night, yeah. he'll, he'll give, give you the biz. biz. Dodge Charger key in, in ignition. ignition. When he pulls up from he, three, he be swishing. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I love it. Oh, I really thought it was a joke. My boss in Palm Springs found it. He's like, you're not going to believe what I just found on YouTube. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. You know what's not funny? Hmm. BYU Sports Nation video on demand. There's no easy way to get to this. <laughs> That's Go just to, awesome, man. <laughs> BYUATV.org slash BYUSN. If you, mi- if you miss some shows, you want to watch the video, you can go to BYUATV.org slash BYUSN. We also have the iTunes podcast. You can check that out as well. Resetting Sports. today's trending topics, Kyle Collinsworth, all-West Coast Conference point guard for BYU, is back after eight months and some serious rehab from a torn ACL. He played in his first full-speed game awesome. an exhibition contest against Seattle Pacific on Saturday night. Only played 13 minutes. He told me he was only going to play up to 15. But it was just good to see him out there again. You know, with the knee brace, and I asked him after the game, did the knee brace affect you? He said, no, no. He's like, about as much as it affects Taysom. That's what he told me off camera. Which clearly 
is not that much. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He, speaking of boy band, he's got some boy band hair going on right now. Yes. I, I think it looks good, actually. Yes. And uh, uh, it was erroneously reported that he changed his hair because of his girlfriend who was on the track and field team. Mm-hmm. But he said he did it before that. And erroneously it helped, reported? It helped who him. Who reported this? I just saw it on Twitter. <laughs> and I saw Kyle respond to it. It's, he said it helped him get her. His new haircut was the reason he got his girlfriend. I, yeah. I, I got to question the girl. If the haircut is that big a deal, I don't know. Although my wife's Think like, about the mullet, dude. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know her name, but well done. Yeah, This is yeah. an epic change. Okay. okay. My wife did say, if you had had the car that you had like a month before, because I switched cars, she's like, I don't think we would have dated. I was like, really? What in the world? What were you driving before? A, uh, Suzuki Swift. It was teal. Had no bumper on it for a year. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've made it. <laughs> I have arrived. A man. teal Suzuki Swift with it was, no bumper. I drove that around BYU in my uh, junior year. It was awesome. My senior year. My senior year. Oh, that is too good, man. Dude, you make big bucks. <laughs> that is really funny. It was awesome. Okay. Basketball. Hey, they held Seattle Pacific to 14 points. 14 points in the second half. Yeah, it's an exhibition, but that's the defensive effort that BYU fans are hoping for after they had so many defensive struggles We'll debate that later again. (laughs) Of course we will. We'll debate that that's what BYU fans want or just how big of a deal it was. What do you think? Okay. (laughs) Trevor Maddich of ESPN told us he has Mississippi State, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State in his college football playoff as of now. No Florida State. Well, yeah, that's a big surprise. The other one's that you don't have TCU or Baylor in there over Ohio State. Yeah, I got TCU in there, man. I I have TCU over Ohio State. I think people realize TCU is a better team than Baylor, even though Baylor won the game against TCU. Here, I'm not kidding when I say this. I think TCU is equal to or greater than Oregon because they play better defense than Oregon. Yeah, you're right, but program prestige plays into the rankings right now. That's why why Oregon is up and TCU is not as far up. It is Selection Monday for NCAA Women's Soccer, the BYU Women Conference champs in the WCC, but might not get a home game. We're going to find out at 2.30 Mountain today. The team will be watching from BYU Broadcasting a Jimmer and Brandon Davies update for you coming up later on the show as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big deal, no deal next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. You should all watch men's basketball this Friday night. 7 p.m. Eastern time, BYU and Long Beach State live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Sports. BYU TV got the UMass game as well on December 23rd. Joe Smith's birthday. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Great lineup. That's, that's the best game we got this year. What are you more excited for this week within BYU sports? Is it the men's basketball team who opened the season against Long Beach State on Friday night? Yes. Or is it football blackout game also, against yes. UNLV on Saturday? Cougars can get bowl eligible with a win over the Rebels. They are favored, according to the experts, by 22. I have seen one. Uh, I guess, sheet that has BYU by 23. That's a lot. Whew. BYU by 17 plus. <laughs> McCoy Hill. McCoy Hill's going to be the, uh, the uh, play 60 kid. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, you know what we're going to do right now? Jeremy and I are going to debate stuff because that's what we do. Big deal. No deal. You just got an email. Yes, I did. 
Big deal, no deal. Here's how it works. We throw out a one-liner within BYU on topic or just anything in general, pop culture, things that we decide we Whatever need to we talk about. Whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. because we're going to do what we want to do. We'll do it live. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Kyle Collinsworth back after eight months. Big deal. Eight months after tearing your ACL, being cleared by the doctors to go full speed. Yeah, limited minutes, but still, like, he can play on Friday. He's probably going to start on Friday against Long Beach State. I don't know how many people thought that he wouldn't, but I'm guessing a high number were like, no way, he's back for the season opener. This is a big deal. Kyle Collinsworth is back. How do you say it's not a big deal? Of course it is, for all the reasons you listed. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Holding a Division II team to just 14 second-half points. I'll go first on this oh, one. come on! It's a Division II team. It's a Division II team. So it's a big deal? It's a Division II team. <laughs> no deal. No, listen. It's a great thing that BYU is playing better defense. It's one time against one team. And, oh, by the way, they're Division II team. This is a big deal. I know they're a good D2 team. I yeah. don't care. I don't they're care. They're better than some Division One teams. The point is not even that it's a D2 team. It's that it was one game. That's tremendous that BYU did this. Tremendous. Everyone give it up. So give would you it say up. it's a big deal for give the one game then? It's no deal. Is it a big deal for the one game? Even though, well, So let's just take the parameters of the one game. Oh, it's a big, it's a big deal for the one yes! game. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Woo! No, no deal. No, BYU's playing better defense, but we need to see that. For Let's not celebrate one half of basketball. Let's celebrate several games and actual trends. I'm actual celebrating trends. the whole game. They gave up 44 points the entire game. I don't care if it's so Seattle Pacific. The question is big deal. No, it's an exhibition. BYU's supposed to win. Listen. I'll never complain in winning. This is I'm the not same principle of BYU Beating Middle Tennessee State. They held Middle Tennessee to seven points. I was like, oh, it's Middle Tennessee. Conference USA. L- listen. I don't care. But if BYU had lost four in a row and given up a ton of points to competition they should have beaten, then it's different. The context of that situation is different. This is an exhibition game. Big deal. It's a big deal. Number three. <laughs> big deal. Big deal, no deal. BYU a 22-point favorite versus UNLV. No deal. I hate all experts in the lines that they put on BYU football. You hate all of them? <laughs> no, I don't hate them, but I just I don't buy into it at all. BYU is a three-point favorite at Middle Tennessee. They won by 20. <sighs> yeah, nope, it just doesn't matter. No deal. Yeah, th- th- no deal. Who knows what's going to happen? BYU by 17-plus? Does that mean it's by 22-plus? I don't know. I don't really care. Just win, baby. Fury's going to win the game. It's going to be fun. I hope Christian Stewart throws for seven touchdown passes. Get bowl eligible. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Trevor Maddich leaves Florida State out of his top four in college football. For me, this is a big deal because they're defending national champions. And they have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And they're one of two undefeated Power 5 teams. Check, check, check. (laughs) How is that no deal? I agree, no deal. Uh... Because, well, no, big deal, because it's interesting that he leaves them out. It really is. He's been on this train, and he's getting a lot of uh, attention for it. I'll get, yep, that's the playoff train. Florida State playoff train? Is that the Florida yeah. State playoff train? Oh, no, that's coming back. Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> Number five. Big deal, no deal. Big Hero 6 beats Interstellar at the box office. Okay, it's called Big Hero 6, so this is a big deal. Look, I, I tend to think I am a pretty good critic when it comes to, like, the quality of Disney movies. My favorite Disney movie. Wow. 
Big Hero 6. This is a big deal. It outsold Interstellar. It outsold a Christopher Nolan film. I can't believe you like it more than Lilo and Stitch. You talk about Lilo and Stitch all the time, and you're just... Le- I'm just kidding. True story. I have not seen Lilo and Stitch. I saw that on my mission as well. I have Random. not seen it. Uh, this is a big deal, because Christopher Nolan's the man. The guy that directed the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Inception. The Prestige, Memento. All these movies are fantastic. And Big Hero 6, some animated movie from Pixar, but a story that we had like not heard about, maybe seen a trailer, whatever. Outsells Interstellar? What the heck? I'm going to see Interstellar tomorrow, which is going to be fun. When are you going to schedule your – well, put it in your schedule to go see Big Hero 6 because apparently I've volunteered myself to watch uh, your baby Venice. Discovered hey, some Cinemark gift cards. I think it's in the cards soon. And, and you said you'd babysit, so boom! <laughs> You need to make it happen. It is a busy weekend, though. I don't think it's going to happen this week. Okay. Long Beach State Friday, UNLV Saturday, Interstellar tomorrow, Wednesday I'm going to Yellow Card. It's a busy week, man. Holy cow. we got a lot going on. Enough about me. More about you. (laughs) (laughs) What else are you doing this week? I have a meeting at 2.30. Uh, well, we got a meeting right. Hold on, we got a meeting right after this. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a loaded Cougar Whip around basketball, soccer, volleyball. Ziggy Ansa being called a force by his head coach. Not B force. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Still hanging out on a Monday. I know you know what time it is. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. He's back. Kyle Collinsworth, not Collingsworth, made his return Saturday. BYU won its exhibition game against the Seattle Supersonics, a.k.a. Seattle Pacific, 75-45. The season begins Friday, Long Beach State, 7 Eastern, at the Merritt Center on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 14 points soccer. in the second half. BYU women's soccer, ranked number 15. They gave up three goals to number 12 Pepperdine Come on. to end their 13-game unbeaten streak on Saturday. The Cougars now await the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee and find out where when and who they will play at 4.30 Eastern, 2.30 Mountain. That's on NCAA.com. You can watch it. Yeah, that's a live production. Ashley Hatch named a second-team All-American by College Sports Madness today. Women's Volleyball. Alexa Gray at number 14 BYU Women's Volleyball team beat Pacific in three sets Saturday. Gray had 18 kills, four blocks. BYU plays San Diego Friday, 9.30 Eastern time, final home game of the regular season. Cougars in the NFL. Brett Kiesel finished with a sack, two tackles, and a 20-13 loss to the New York Jets. How did they lose to the Jets? Huh? Detroit's Kyle Van Noy made his NFL debut against Miami, yeah, had two yeah. tackles. And the big story here, Ziggy Ansah wreaking havoc. Six solo tackles, a forced fumble. That's his third this year. Three in the last four games. The Lions winners again. Cougars in the association. The Brandon Davies era is over. 3.7 rebounds in 29 minutes. He was dominating. No, it's still, he had seven boards, though. That's good. For the 76ers, they lost to the Toronto Drakes. Uh, Jim Fredette had four points in 10 minutes Saturday for the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked for this for a while. That's a Pelican, That's people. An actual Pelican That's sound. a Pelican. When we, when we say Jim Fredette and the Pelicans, we're going to hear that noise from them. Oh, my good I love grief. It. Oh, Jerem, this just in. This just in from our boy Jerry Palm. CBS preseason bracket projection. No. BYU, an 11 seed. No. Stop the turning train. Stop. (laughs) I can't have this for five months. Five months. The WCC tournament championship game is on March 10th. That's five months. 
We can't do this for five months. I can't have you and your turning train. Listen, I live in Springville, kind of by train tracks. I hear the train every night. I don't need to be thinking about the tournament train. Okay, It's only four months, dude. It's only four months. Five! No, four. December. Yeah, yeah, four. No, yeah, four. That's still too many. <laughs> That's, That's four too many. <laughs> four months. Oh. Jerry Palm's already got it rolling, I baby. It. I love it as much as the next guy. Can we at least get through non-conference play before we even talk about that? He saw Jerry Palm oh watched gosh, BYU and team. Seattle Pacific. Clearly, he watched. Call them by the re- the Sonics, man. <laughs> and he has put the Cougars in the bracket. He didn't have BYU in the bracket hardly at all last year. So for him to start him at an eleven, hey, I'll take it. I will take it. We tried to get Jerry Palm on the show. He didn't want to come on <laughs> after that. Didn't come on, man. Oh, uh, hashtag Big Hero Six. By the way, okay. Uh, from at Kimber Kimberly Hainer. Uh huh. Kimber Is Power. A, Kimber Power. It's not Pixar. It's Disney. It's Disney Animation. And there is a difference. They did Frozen. They did Tangled. I just learned all of this during the break. Rumor is those were good movies. Yes. I've seen Frozen 238 times. Have you seen Tangled? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. You've got a daughter. Yeah. You, you yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Disney Animation yeah. delivering I've seen again. Lion King 348 times. <laughs> With Big Hero 6. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. This one's easy. Ziggy Ansa. Three forced fumbles in the last four games. He's good. Six solo tackles. Like he, His coach, Jim Caldwell, called him a force. Jim Caldwell has like no emotion. I didn't even know he... I, I don't think I've ever heard him speak. Except for maybe in a press conference. But for him to, co- to come out and say Ziggy is a force, hey, that's a big deal, man. What would he sound like with Bill Belichick's voice? He is kind of like Bill Belichick that way. Uh, Ziggy Ansa, he's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> Bill Belichick would never say that, though. Yeah, I don't think he would ever. Does he use the word force Zig- to describe one of his players? Tom Brady, uh, he has a lower body injury. <laughs> he's, he's questionable this week. What are you more excited about this week in BYU sports? Basketball, football, something else? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Kev Basketball. The football game, obviously. At... 10 a.m. Mountain Time, there will be 127 hours until kickoff. So now there's 126. That's Thanks right. to Trevor Maddich and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand, BYUSportsNation.com, and on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Will Snowden. Woo! Will BYU Snowden. Sports Nation back at it tomorrow. Noon Ethan. Turning train! 14 points Woo! in the second half! Oh!